Hey everybody, welcome to Rebootleggers. This is a comedy near like close it's almost a comedy podcast about um rebooting things like movies or sometimes books i think we did a video game one time we did a video game one i think time. it was a football one i'm scott owen i'm frank sarah rebecca is not with us today because uh her and i quote stomach sauce is bad um so we're joined by by special guest james flanagan james welcome to the studio hey thanks for having me I see you brought your own equipment into the studio. It's a pretty... Oh, yeah. No one's ever done that before, and I don't know how I should feel about that. Um, I but... just have to make sure it sounds great. Right. You've got I have so many cords wrapped around you just all the time. I see three different sets of headphones. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a form of light bondage almost. Okay. Yeah, that's so just like all the time, is this how you do, or just when you're recording? Just when I'm recording. That makes sense. Okay, cool. Um, so James, I asked you because it is, uh, December and it's, you know, that season, uh, to bring us a Christmas movie that you wanted to reboot. Uh, what's, what's the movie we're rebooting? I'm going to bring to you guys Scott Pilgrim versus the world. And I'm justifying that because there is snow. There is snow in it. And Frank, I didn't, I wasn't going to say yes to this until James reminded me there is snow in Scott Pilgrim. There, there is snow. Yeah. Any movie with snow is a Christmas movie. Right. Yeah. That, <laughs> that's that, that's the I law. Think, I think that was Eisenhower that passed out. <laughs> that checks out. Good old Ike uh, right after. So he finished uh, World War II and then he mm-hmm. was like, you know what? We gotta we gotta talk about these snow movies. Did they have movies in World War Two? They did. They did. They, yeah, they very much. I've did. seen Captain America as well as Propaganda. They had movies for 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 a little bit. Did they have talkies? Yes. Yeah. Okay. They had. They even had animation. There was like a Donald Duck propaganda oh, shit. Right. A lot yeah. of the racist Looney Tunes during that time. That's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, good. So so all of this factually checks out, and no one can prove us wrong, and that's. What we're all about here on rebootleggers.net. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't, um, couldn't get org. .com. Org. I org. tried to get, org. I tried to. We, Paying that good, good money for the .org. I tried to get .com and the guy tried to sell it to me for $300 and I said, fuck you, buddy. I uh, tried to get dinosaurs for a while and they wanted like seven to 12000 And then I realized it was just dinosaurs.com. Sours like... Sour Patch Kids? Like a sour gummy. Like, my idea was to just make dinosaur-shaped sour candies and then sell it on Dino Sours. But then I realized, fuck, that's dinosaur. That's just how you spell dinosaur. Mm -hmm. No, it's not. Sore is spelled S-A-U-R. Oh, fuck. Gotta check Google Domains. Sour is S-O-U-R. You might might be able to do this. Um, But so while James... Have I been misspelling... (laughs) It's possible. While James is looking for his uh, next career opportunity, let's... Frank, what's... Uh, so, I guess, James, are we rebooting... We're rebooting the movie, right? Because Scott Pilgrim is also a series of graphic novels. But yeah, we're going to be basing it off of the movie. Good. With, uh, with, with Mary Elizabeth Winstead and um, George Michael and um, Jason Schwartzman. Schwartzman, that's his last name. Yeah. With the glasses. Schwartzman, yeah. There's a lot of people in this movie, though. Yeah, a lot of superheroes. Yeah. You've got Chris Evans. You've got Brie Larson. You've got Brandon Ruth. It's a hell of a cast. You've got Kieran Culkin, who's now currently doing that uh, Succession show, right? Just mm-hmm. a real launching point for so many talented talent. Mae Whitman's in it, which is fun, because she and George Mike, I mean, Michael Sarah, were, were buddies. 
Um, so just give me a real quick, um, James, give me a real quick rundown for those of our listeners who may not have seen, uh, this movie, just a, a, a brief summary before we get into the reboot. All right. Do you want the Wikipedia or do you want to shorten that one even down I, I further? Want, I want James's spin on, on the summary. So however you need to do that. All right. So a, uh, 22 year old predator starts dating a 17 year old <laughs> high school girl. I think he's 24. And introduces her to... Huh? I think he's 24. Or no, maybe he's 22. He's 22. You're right. Okay. Go on. Like it's, that makes it not as bad, but still Predator. Still, still Predator. Uh, introduces, yeah, he introduces her to his garage band, and uh, she starts to geek out, and he gets tired of her, so he basically just falls in love with this Amazon delivery girl named Ramona, and starts stalking her because he's a Predator. Mm-hmm. Uh, they start dating scott and ramona right and then scott has to fight ramona's seven evil exes because people are just fucking crazy apparently yes. wait can i swear in this oh yeah please oh please good do. it makes good. us feel weird when the guest doesn't swear. It, it does make me feel weird gotcha so scott has to uh fight her seven evil exes the first one is at battle of the bands the second one is actually captain america yeah and then so on and so forth until he fights gideon they fight and all of that fun stuff and then the end happens it depends yeah. on how open-ended you want it to be right he gets he 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 kind of learns a lesson about himself and how he treats women i think it's a bit more t- profound in the in the source material than the movie just because the movie's got to go faster but mm-hmm. like he he does realize that he does not treat women well i believe uh yeah and, and he gets Hopefully. he gets a sword because of it in this movie um toronto is apparently like a video game everyone lives in i think um they just established casually that scott is like the best fighter in his town because everyone still has like punch fights i guess to settle disputes uh, i guess yeah kind of like letter kenny in that way and then he and ramona end up together mm-hmm. and his high school girlfriend moves on because she can do better. She can she do can so much do better. So much better because she mm. has her whole life ahead of her, and Scott is a bit of a creep. Uh, Frank, do you have anything to add? Have we missed anything? No, pretty much good. Cool. Um, all right. There's like, there's that whole weird thing that the the, the I think the book deals with it more because the movie kind of just like says like, oh yeah, remember where like. Like, Scott never breaks up with Knives. Yeah, he doesn't break up with anybody. Like, he dates Ramona. No, and he just, doesn't. Yeah. And just, like, hardcore ghost Knives without ever breaking up with her. Yeah, that's apparently... Mm-hmm. I think they hint that that's how he treats every girl, except Kim, who is in his band, who I've... He he fought literally a hundred dudes to, to get to her, and then uh, just broke up with her, I guess. Yeah, he... He does not treat women well, and he drinks Coke Zero a lot, is his character trait. So let's let's get into our first You segment. know, standard millennial. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is Coke Zero still a thing? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys drink yeah. it? Uh, with my whiskey, yeah. Oh, that checks out. I drink. Let's get into our first segment called Love It or Leave It. Love me or leave me or let me be lonely. Uh, this is where we talk about what we're going to keep and what we're going to get rid of. James, like all good reboots, you know, there's there's pieces of it that are familiar, but you got to add some new things or get rid of other things. Now, what we keep and get rid of largely depends on if we're if we're looking to make a better movie or a worse movie. Um, 
also like it so we we use the term reboot very loosely it could mean like just a a direct remake or it could be Mm -hmm. like a sequel where we're rebooting the the story to like continue it um or just like a straight up like we're starting it over with different uh you know diff- like the way comics do so we usually gotcha, find gotcha, that like out full on reboot type. yeah we find that yeah, out the, along the way the primary question for every decision we make is will this make us more right. money will it make us the reboot leggers money cuz um another part of hollywood law is if you say a thing before other people say it then you own it so this is kind of like the copyright that you write it in a letter yeah, and mail it to yourself they have to pay exactly. us because it was our idea right they gotcha, have to pay us because gotcha, it was gotcha. our idea and we can prove it because i think there's a timestamp on on the audio so frank could you just hold up a picture of today's newspaper real quick yeah i'll just go get today's newspaper if you could do you, yeah do you know where to get those anymore i no. okay we'll have to mm. we'll have to figure that out but um so james what's something that you want to keep from Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Well, first and foremost, I want to keep the music. Like th- yes. this is one of the best soundtracks that I've heard it's in a long, long time. It's one of the better ones. It's very good. Okay, we're keeping music. Do we want music? Because music is like not just the soundtrack, but like the actual just music is a. It, I don't know that it's. I guess it's part of the story. Like the whole thing is their band is trying to make it big while Scott is dealing with all this ex-girlfriend or ex evil ex's stuff so do we want to just keep a great soundtrack or are we also keeping like music being a central theme in the story i think it's worth keeping music being a central theme okay they do have like music related powers it seems like the band summons a giant audio monster Mm -hmm. it's very cool their whole band can summon like a like this avatar to fight other bands avatars and Scott also the has like Caddy and Nagi twins, yeah. Yeah. Scott has like a base a base battle with Brandon Ruth and they shoot sound at each other. So um it's kind of like everyone is low key super powered and they never talk about it, except Brandon Ruth, who has literal superpowers in this movie. He's um, got vegan powers. He's got vegan powers, that's he's right. Got vegan powers. Um okay, so Frank, what are you keeping? So I know this is controversial. A lot of the internet forums <laughs> go back and forth on this one. It has always bothered me, always, that Scott Pilgrim never dresses or acts like a pilgrim. <laughs> like, he's named Pilgrim, uh-huh. but, like, he ne- no buckles. He never talks <laughs> about, like, being from Massachusetts. Right. Well, because he's Canadian. Did Canadians have pilgrims? Hang on, I need to look this up. That's my... Maybe he's an expat? I don't know. Okay, hang on. I'm Googling Canadian pilgrim. So the first... He never puts on the hat? Okay, so my first hit on Google.com is Canadian company... Dot com? Yeah. Canadian... They got the money. Canadian company of pilgrims. Um, It's a non-denominal... Oh, Santiago.ca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The St. James um mm-hmm. this is this is all coming together so they are a non-denominational volunteer-run association that supports canadians planning the pilgrimage to santiago de compostela spain i don't know if that's what we're talking about though were there pilgrims to canada i mean they had to be they had to come from somewhere there had to somebody said like what makes you a pilgrim just it's, right, you I just mean, leave that's what I'm so, so that's I think the question I would ask is what makes a pilgrim? What makes a pilgrim? So Frank, you're saying it's buckles in that that hat? 
I mean, that was true in the 1600s, right? But maybe not now. But you're so. But you're specifically saying he. Oh, yeah. So you you want to change the what what pilgrim means? But it sounded he, like he's you want a, more. He's buckles. they never talk about how he's a pilgrim. It sounded like you want more buckles, though. Is what I was. I'm you know. not. Gonna, I'm never gonna say no to more buckles. He at very least needs a buckle on his hat. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just buckles on buckles. We can put a buckle on like a baseball hat. Or, yeah. you know, because it's modern. <laughs> what if he's just got a buckle on every article of clothing somewhere? Right. That's fine. Okay. He still wears sweatbands, but like has buckles on those. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my okay. gosh. Mm-hmm. So there. Yes. I, I just want to nod to this, this well that has been completely untapped that he is a pilgrim. He is a pilgrim. Okay. Um, Maybe he eats like a lot of corn. Oh, yeah. They did that. Um, and they did some, uh, I think they did some light genocide. Do we need to include that? Maybe, I mean, if we're going we're gonna to modernize. So, so that we're going to take that away. That's something we'll leave out. That's something well, we'll leave out. The, for light, the light genocide can just be with the X's. Okay. <laughs> just... Like he truly defeats the X's. Right. He does kill them, it seems. He, he punches them so hard they turn into coins, which seems like death. Because I don't think they ever come back. There's no ge- regeneration from that. Like you don't stack all well, the no, points back like, up into I mean, a person. I mean, in the story, Scott, Scott gets a one up and dies. Right. And it then seems gets like if they, they if they had a one up, they could have come back, but they did not have yeah. that extra man. Um, okay. So yeah, Scott's doing some murders, um, which is you know that's that's the cinema for you. Um, so I want for our reboot, I want to keep um, people pulling weapons out of places that um, just don't normally fit weapons. So Ramona has like a tiny little shoulder bag that she pulls an enormous hammer out of and wields it with ease. Um, and I'm super into that shit. Just like on un- un- weapons that should be unwieldy in real so life. So you, you want to keep the cartoon hammer space. I want to keep heart cartoon hammer space. Oh, well now that you mentioned hammer space, I kind of, so Ramona has this power that she can open like subspace doors and travel very quickly t- from different places. And there's like even one, like they apparently go through, people's heads and she goes through one that goes through scott's dreams a a lot which is how he even learns about her so do we want to keep like dimensional travel as well yeah i'd say yes on that it seems rad yeah okay maybe they're pulling their weapons out of the subspace okay do we want to do we want to get rid of anything from the original do we need to get are we getting rid of scott being a creep or are we keeping that i think that's a core part of his identity yeah yeah we have to keep that okay there are a few people I'd like to recast. Okay, we'll get to that for sure. We'll we okay. can recast everyone if we want to. Let's get to segment two called When and Where. And this is where we establish our setting and genre. So original film is Toronto Modern Day, which I think was like 2011, 2012 when it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, so we mm-hmm. can keep it modern or I mean Frank you mentioned Pilgrims do you want to put him I in mentioned. Pilgrim times I think that introduces a lot of overhead for like costumes uh-huh. and like there's no such things as Battle of the Bands in Pilgrim times or were there maybe or were there what kind of bands the first did Battle the of the Bands have? the first one oh my goodness what kind of bands did they have what, what instruments did the Pilgrims have I think it was probably mostly classical right they were from Europe. So like your lute? Your lute? Yeah. You, you your lyre? They brought over... I was going to say... You've got, you've, got, you've got piccolos and other woodwinds. They probably had like fiddles. 
well fiddle yeah when were the brass instruments mm-hmm. invented did they have those yet in the 1600s now yeah the brass was not invented until like 1950s the so metal no brass <laughs> that can't yeah be true. Uh, not until the big band era yeah yeah of course, brass like, was only why... for swords until somebody said like do we need all these swords <laughs> there was one horn that went around but that was made out of ivy yeah right okay and if you want if you wanted to play bassoon you needed to find and kill a a, a bassoon a bassoon whale and then take its bassoon out of its skeleton <laughs> Just blow into it. so <clears throat> okay unfortunately that was the other genocide oh the mm-hmm. whale genocide so frank did yeah they, the, the bassoon whale is no more did they realize that brass could be used for instruments when someone just picked up a sword and like blew into it maybe and it made like a trumpet sound that i believe that i think there's no there's no formal record obviously cool that's a that's a, some great yes ending um okay so <laughs> i so are we doing this are we setting it in pilgrim times with giant yeah. weapons and subspace Why doors? Not? is okay yeah. is scott pilgrim a pilgrim from pilgrim times or has he been time traveled okay oh did he okay. fall into one of those like is dimensional... he the kid in king yeah, arthur's yeah, court yeah. is the subspace door a, su- a subspace time door Here's the fork in the road. Is this a prequel movie that takes place during Pilgrim times about, you know, Scott Pilgrim's great ancestor? About like Scottith Pilgrim. Yeah, Scottith Pilgrim. <laughs> or is it a sequel slash, or I mean, it could just be a reboot. Is it, but is it a modern day boy in Pilgrim times? Like Kid in King Arthur's Court. You know that movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one that I, yeah, the one that I just, yes. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like if it's, about like his ancestors, yeah, and their buckle based economy, and their it was the entire economy buckle based. I think it. Well, we'll, 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 it we'll get to it. It seems likely, given how many buckles they had. Like, yeah, I mean, the more buckles, the richer you are. I thought it was based off of corn. Yeah, or I mean, did they just not I have? Was... Were buttons not a thing yet? I know zippers weren't, but like, I, I, it just seems like they had other easier means of fastening clothes by this point. So it really seems to me that you know. The more buckles you had, the richer you were. People sold, and it, like their currency was probably buckles. Maybe then, yeah. maybe it was buckles until they discovered corn, and they were like, "Oh, this oh. is so much easier to get corn." Right. This is like we can what get, if we can get all the corn. What if buckles were like the dollar bills, and then the corn is just like your change? Oh, yeah. that's it. Like I give you One two buckle, buckles, three corn. you give me three corn. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's this. I mean. I think this this is all making a lot of sense. This is kind of a big historical yeah. breakthrough. We're going to need to make sure to send this episode to. Now there there is one thing that we have to we have to just decide what we're going to do with it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Any person who does anything cool would have been hung as a witch. Yeah, I mean, unless everybody does something cool. Yeah, if ever I think I think okay. When was the Roanoke colony? Sixteen. I want to say forty. Were they pilgrims? They were settlers, yeah. So, yeah. Maybe Scott Pilgrim's the, it was a colony of buckle witches. It was a colony. And they all fell through a subspace a subspace Are highway. we are we going to flip this bitch? Is this going to be a bunch of 1600s pilgrims who are now in 2012 Canada? I think maybe maybe they get to 2012 Canada in the at the very end of the movie and setting us up for a sequel. Okay. Like this whole movie is okay. leading up to what happened to Roanoke. Where did these buckle witches go? Toronto. <laughs> they all went to Toronto. And that's how the Apparently. Mounties were founded. Because Mounties have hats with buckles on them, I think. 
Hang on, now I gotta yes. look up mounts. I'm sure at some point they had to have. Oh, guys, they yeah. got they got hella buckles on these. On these, they're small. They're 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 you know a lot more muted. But that's a buckle I'm looking at on their hats. Oh my gosh! And they got oh. they've got mm-hmm. two buckles going across their jackets, guys. Why is no one talking about this? Mounties are the next generation pilgrims. I think they might be the first generation pilgrims. Just time traveled to the modern era. Can we make Scott a Mountie in this? Oh my like god. Like that's his side job? Oh my god, yes. They're called would they be called Mounties? Why are they called Mounties? Because they ride on horses, they're mounted. They're mounted, they're mounted police, yeah. They're mounted, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think he's just he's is he's just is he a loose cannon mountie? Are we turning this into like a a buddy cop? A buddy cop pilgrim mounty time drama? travel buddy cop. This is going all over the. Is place. this going to be? <laughs> is this going to be the ride along, but with Canadians? <laughs> Canadian pilgrims set. Set. Oh, I was hoping for something kind of like RoboCop, like he gets his ass kicked by the first evil oh, X, and then yes. suddenly he's bigger, oh, better, yes. faster, and then stronger. The, he just keeps getting all the more buckles. buckles. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. yes. They buckle him up. Oh boy! Oh boy! Okay. This is very good. So we're going like he like action kicks down the door and then like <laughs> bitches leave and then they play their first battle with the bands oh yes okay so what in the original movie scott plays bass what does he what does pilgrim scott play the the buckle right that's not an instrument mm-hmm. he's not that it's like a triangle but a, but it's a buckle no, but we just established they're a buckle based economy that's like somebody showing up to a band and being oh, like i play the, the dollar the the do, the the stack of money Okay, so Scott pay, plays percussion, but instead of the triangle, he plays the square of his buckle. <laughs> like, we can make it work. He's, he is so, like... Okay, so is Scott very wealthy, or does he just... It's his, it's his one buckle. It's his one buckle. It's his Until one the incident, yeah. when he gets more buckles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's the equivalent of drumming on trash cans, but he's very good. Yeah. <laughs> He also, but also, if your trash can was the last twenty dollars bill that you owned, <laughs> okay, did he get it from his from his grandpa? Also, why not? Yeah, yeah, man, pilgrims even had buckles on their shoes. These motherfuckers, like shoelaces, weren't a thing. They seem like they'd be so much easier than buckles. Okay, um, so I would like to. I think this is probably the 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 segment to talk about it in. I want to talk about buckle powers mm-hmm. for, for our buckle witches. So it's, it is a community of buckle witches. People got to be pulling. So is everybody's weapon oversized weapon buckle based? Just everybody's power related to buckles. I don't know if their actual weapon is buckle based. Right. Okay. But I imagine buckles are always incorporated. So mm-hmm. one of the evil exes, her, uh, Mae Whitman, her, she, her thing is she's like a ninja and she does have one of those like belts. That's also like a whip with blades it's like a on chain it. whip or something. Yeah. Like Ivy yeah. from Soul Calibur. Exactly. So maybe some, at least one person's got a buckle, like a belt, but it's, buckles like that. buckles all the way up yeah buckles all it's the way all up. buckles i'm thinking maybe too you know how in um um who's the guy in in my hero academia the guy who's got like the uh what's his name frank the teacher with the glasses i mean not the glasses his eyes turn red and he's got like the ropes eraser head eraser head that's the one Yes. Uh, and he like so very accessible. I feel like every anime has a character who can shoot 
like it, it might be a mummy where they shoot their reps and they can like you know their their what are, their length of every, okay no I I got you now yeah every anime does have a mummy that shoots ropes yeah <laughs> yeah basically someone's got a lot of Dragon Ball Z can... yeah everyone that's how you know it's an anime yeah, yeah. so th- it's usually not until around the fifth or sixth episode <laughs> when they bust that out. <laughs> So somebody, when Naruto busted that out in like the seventh episode, that was super yeah. surprising. You, you're telling you, uh, there's like, there's got to be somebody in every anime who controls lengths of cloth that can bind and trap others. And in in this one, it's a belt power. So that's one of the evil exes has this belt power. That's that's what I'm getting at. And it took me a really long time to get there, and I'm sorry, but that's that's no, now, are all the is Ramona also from the 1600s or just scott because then all the x's would have to be that's right i would like to keep that ramona is the only one who can access the subspace doors i think yeah so maybe the subspace doors lets her travel like among time yeah maybe and that way her evil x's can be pulled from any time point from any time period from a different time there we go That's very good. Okay. There we go. This is suddenly Bill and Ted's with fighting, and that's what I'm here for. Fuck yes. Okay, okay. So where is, where's Ramona's home time? Is she a pilgrim also, or is she from somewhere else and hiding out as a pilgrim from her exes, maybe? Let's make her from the near future of 2020. Okay. She's, oh, she's from our future, and she's, Mm -hmm. okay. This is good. Okay. I think I, we should move on now to our cast characters and casting segments so that we can talk about where these X's are from. So let's move on to segment three called Who Can It Be? Who Can It Be Now? And this is, this is where we talk about characters and casting. So we've got Ramona okay. Flowers, 2020, modern day. We've got Scott Pilgrim, 1600s Roanoke Colony Pilgrim slash the original Mountie. <laughs> so evil x number one i think he's got to be a pirate because they think he's he has a to be a pirate yeah, yeah. so yeah. he's 100 percent from you know 1700 seafaring days uh pirates were really not around for very long or at least Mm-mm. those types of pirates no i mean yeah it you, you usually weren't a pirate for very long that's true and you know what's really like you died you, you know what pirates had a lot of from what i've seen uh, booty well yeah but also buckles yes like pirate- big big like lifting belt sized <laughs> they were the original wwe wrestlers you needed it needed to hold your pants up but also hold your shirt down against the sea breeze <laughs> <laughs> that's just called tucking in your shirt <laughs> No, but the, you need the belt applying all the pressure on both. <laughs> I see. It's a powerful sea breeze. It's a powerful yeah. sea breeze. Because you're swinging on ropes and whatnot as well. Right, that's It's true. the only type of breeze out, out in the sea. Most pirate yeah. fights are incredibly acrobatic and incredibly mm-hmm. drawn out. Um, okay, so Evil X number one is from Pirate Times. Evil mm-hmm. X number two. In the original movie, he is a modern-day like action movie star played by chris evans is he maybe i was gonna say shakespearean actor but isn't that also 1600s i don't want him to be also from the 1600s when was shakespeare is he was he dead by now oh he, he was, was dead by now I he believe. was 15 hundos what if he was like the very first performing caveman that was frozen oh, in the ice fuck yes 
Mm. Let's bring in some Captain America with this. Yes, he was frozen in the Okay, so frozen he so he did he And every time anyone says like about being frozen in the ice, they look right at the camera and wink just in case you didn't get it. And maybe somebody mm-hmm. says like I understood that reference and it's like a double. Yeah. It's a double. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then after that like a Geico commercial comes on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we get the and then Geico at some point Chris at, at some point he says like like I'm not the captain of for this America. The pirate looks at him and says I'm the captain now. Yeah, that's it. That that'll get the that'll get the laughs. Although we've never so yeah so th- I mean that would mean our exes are going to interact, which they never do in the original because Scott kills each one. Yeah. Um. So we could talk about that, but okay. we know that they're set up as a league. They are. And a league. We could just that's see right. them like yeah. There's like a final boss run where they're all they're all grouped. The up League now. of Evil Exes. Yeah, we didn't even talk about mm-hmm. the league. Um. Okay. Evil X number three is vegan Brandon Ruth, who has superpowers that include. I think it's mostly telekinesis and super strength and mm-hmm. mind reading. He can read minds. Doesn't he shoot a laser at one point? He gets shot with a laser that de-veganizes ah, him. Uh, de-veganizing Ray, yeah. yeah. Um, by a guy who looks like Rob Schneider, but is not Rob Schneider. That's what... And Brandon Routh is the one who punched the moon, right? He did punch the yeah. moon um, as yeah. a show of affection for Ramona. So um, he maybe he... So where's he from? He's also in a band in the original is movie. He, he's a, he's he from the moon. He's a bass player as well. Is he is he a from the moon? So Frank, you're thinking far future. I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm, th- I'm thinking the moon for this. One. Does he play the yeah. space buckle? Because in the original movie, he is a better bass player than Scott. So maybe he's now a better buckle player it's than the, Scott. It's the space buckle. The space buckle, so which is a lot like, like a theremin. Oh. oh. Is it? It involves finger and hand manipulation. It involves mental prowess. It sounded like you said ham manipulation. So it's a pig-based instrument that produces a buckle-like sound via, or a theremin-like sound. I, is it? Does it? Is it made of? Is it a laser buckle or a space buckle? This is very important. Now I was imagining that a space buckle was a laser buckle. Right. I'm just wondering, like, what do they call it? Do we call it space buckle? Space oh, like, is it gauche to call it a space buckle when you're already in space is what? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, is, Yeah, they probably just call it the buckle. The buckle, yeah. He plays the buckle. So do we, maybe, so has, does, do we learn then that Scott has, in, so in this universe, is just playing the buckle a thing now because Scott played it? Or like, is he the original buckle player? Is he the original? Oh no, there were other great buckle players well before him. Yeah. Okay, good, good, good. I just yeah. didn't want to Forrest Gump this and have Scott be responsible for all of human history. Um, okay. We did so Evil X number four is a girl Evil X, which is played for a bit of a laugh. Do we want to have mm-hmm. I think we could do like multiple girl evil X's if we want. Is Ramona even a, still a woman in our reboot we can talk about? Um I think she identifies as one. That's fair. Um, so who is Evil X number four? Does it, is it, are we going to be feudal Japan ninja? Since she is a ninja in the original. And still has the magic belt power, right? Well, yeah, of course. Okay. 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 Or do we not, like, what are you guys thinking? What time period should she be from? She, oh man, we just used a guy from the future. I was going to say maybe she's like a, a cyber ninja from the future, but we can't just do everybody from the future. That would be absurd. I do like the idea of uh, like original ninja. Yeah, like OG with buckle powers. With buckle powers. Not shurikens, mm-hmm. buckles. 
Buckles. Oh, she can throw tiny buckles. Tiny buckles. She can throw tiny buckles. She throws tiny buckles, and she's got that chain belt sword whip thing, and Mm -hmm. um, smoke bombs. Big, big, a big. I can't stress enough. It's this buckle. The it's it's still four sides like a rectangle, and each side is like three feet. Like it's a big. She wears it on her back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she uses it like a giant, like, bladed weapon. Okay. Ooh. That's very nice. Like, spinning it and, like, swinging it. Oh, that's very good. I did like that, um, what's-her-face from Soul Calibur with the, with the circle. Yeah. Boy, <laughs> I don't remember the name of anyone in Soul Calibur. She's in the newest one only. Uh, God, it's stupid. She's got, like, a hula hoop. That's all, that's how I just, that, that's all you need to know. She's got a weapon that's basically a bladed hula hoop. So this ninja has that, but it's square. Is what you're Why the saying. fuck is Ronald McDonald and Soul Calibur six characters on Google? Uh, cause you can. There's a pretty pretty robust character creator, so it seems someone this has made a Ronald crazy. McDonald. Crazy. This is gonna be your next game stream, isn't Her it? Her name is Tyra. Tyra, yeah. Sure, I haven't played the game. I believe it's Tyra, like Tyra Banks. Anyway, um, so I think we found the casting for her then. <laughs> oh shit! Tyra Banks as a buckle ninja. Yes. She still acts sometimes, right? For this, she should. Yeah, she'll come back. Mm-hmm. Even if, if, like, she'll if come she back stopped, we can get her. Evil X number five and six are the Katyanagi twins, right? Yes. Yeah. And they are musicians. I mean, oh, uh, I guess they're also musicians. They play the synthesizer, and they are from Japan. Where are they now from? Are they like... What's their, what's their thing in the original? They're just twins. Yeah, That's they're just thing. they're just twins. Ramona dated twins. Giggity. I, they ha- they definitely have more going on for the in the graphic novels. I remember, like they they actually speak in the graphic novels, and he I think he fights mm. them twice. Oh, the one for each one. Well, I don't I don't want to get racist, guys, and so I won't. But I wanted to give them a giant robot, but that feels too on the nose and insensitive. What if? This is where we cast the uh, Sprouse twins. Oh, shit, James. And then they can get the giant robot that is covered in buckles. James, my, my dog. Is it made? Okay, okay, okay. Roo! <laughs> All right. <laughs> never, never done that on the show before. Um, okay. Um, so here's my next question. Does their giant robot form from two smaller robots? Hmm. Frank, you're, James, you've really opened a door here. It's robots. been a very long time since we've added a giant robot because Frank and I love to add giant robots to the thing, and we've been really, we've been trying to diversify. So this is this feels like coming home, and I'm very excited about it. And we need to spend a yeah. bit more time on this giant robot. Okay. So yeah, lots of lots of <laughs> does it? How many how many robots do they have that combine into this giant robot? Is it a bunch of oh? Is it like nano? Okay, guys. Guys. Oh, oh! Could it be like buckle power armor that that's when they what, shake hands? That's what I was gonna say. Do they wear buckle-based power armor and then, they and then they become a giant robot? Become a giant robot, James. Yes. Okay. Fuck. We are we are drift compatible right this, now. This is ha- oh my god! Another giant robot. And they, Frank, are you are you in the are you in the drift? Frank, you're you're, yes, you're rabbit holing. Frank, you're going down. Don't follow that memory, Frank. That's don't, Frank. Don't look at that uh, one. No, I'm I'm watching Godzilla now. <laughs> oh shit. Oh no! Ah, god damn it! Okay, um, this is so good. Okay, so then, how does do we? We'll need to save that for our plot segment. Mm-hmm. But I, we're gonna need to discuss how Scott fights a giant robot. Um, 
That's what, okay. So I'll give you a hint. No, 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 It involves buckles. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, then number seven. Oh wait, we haven't cast any of our other exes. We oh wait, we cast Tyra Banks. Who's who's pirate X? Who's pirate an actor? X? Jeffrey Rush. Oh fuck yeah, she. Okay, so here's the question: Did she date him when he was old man Jeffrey Rush, or did she date him when he was young and he is now old when we know him? Young and now old. Okay, number mm-hmm. two. What did we say he's from? He's the the actor. He's the he's a caveman. Oh right, the caveman. He's a caveman. Who's <laughs> who's playing our caveman actor? Mm. One of the one of the caveman Geico guys. Do we just get the caveman Geico guy? And then we can do the Geico commercial. Oh, get that court, get that sponsorship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that back. Okay, that's fine. That's uh, what he's filming on set. He's filming the other Geico commercial. Oh shit! Yes. Okay. We reveal that Geico actually has time travel powers, and they were filming. Mm-hmm. And then, and then there's a point where he looks right into the camera, and he says, "Hello." You know, the Caveman TV show was actually kind of good. You guys didn't give it a shot, <laughs> yeah. and it got canceled. America really slept on that. Okay, excellent. Um, okay, Evil X number three, Space Buckler. Who mm-hmm. is he played by? Who can play person from the future who plays instruments very well? Mm-hmm. Who's our- we want somebody who has like a. I want to cast like a David Bowie type for this. Someone who can play like. A- I want somebody who is the human incarnation of like neon lights. A Technicolor Fay. Yes. Yes. Okay. Someone who looks like someone who looks like a neon laser elf. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. We might have to make our own. <laughs> It'll be a CG character. <laughs> oh fucking a! Okay, we're gonna have to get. We're going to have to get... We could wink to that, too, and have in the world, like, in the future, people are CG. So it's just ready can to we, play one. Can we have this one, like, do the motion capture of Tilda Swinton, though? Oh, she, oh that, she does look like a neon laser elf. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, we got Tilda in there. Um, and they can For be, motion capture. Sure. Oh, just for motion capture, yeah. not for and voice. The, and, now yeah. we, and, the, and then we need a voice. So what, do, okay. are we also capturing her face? I mean, we have the technology. Yeah. I'm just wondering, does it look like Tilda Swinton? So here's what, like, is it played by Tilda Swinton, or is she just doing motion capture and it's a separate voice? Oh, could we do archives of David Bowie voice? Oh, shit, yeah. Can we bring David Bowie in? Yeah. I mean, we've got the, yeah. we have that soul capturing technology. And, the, and he, he only speaks in, like, song lyrics. Yeah. A lot of, he, like, just always refers to Scott as Major Tom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, that's not my name. <laughs> That's very good. Okay, and I think I, I'm a I, pilgrim, not a major. I was I was gonna say too because of just maybe this is um maybe this is a non-binary X because of just how you know a, a a neon laser elf to me feels like it would they would identify as a them instead of a a he or a she. Does this matter? Oh, for sure. Okay. So they we don't understand how they would identify because they're kind of like the Thalgagorians yeah. or whatever. Sure. The who, so yeah. our our understanding is as they. I think I think he probably refers. I think they refer to themselves as a trisexual. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. Let and at no point does anyone explain that. Right. Okay. So then, Evil X number four is Tyra Banks playing a feudal Japan ninja. Five and six are the Sprouse twins who are. Buckle exosuit. Buckle cyber warriors. Oh, that's so good. Mm-hmm. Okay, Evil X number seven, Gideon Graves. What the he big did. one? The big one. He founded the league. Final boss. In the original movie, he's just like a very he he's he's a he's a like a tech bro, right? Except he's start he founds clubs instead of like tech. 
technology company. Yeah. He also owns like, the studio. He owns the this, recording studio. The recording studio, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's like the head of... So who's he now? What's our equivalent? <sighs> oh. I feel like he's got to be some sort of business person, and we can like destroy capitalism while we fight evil exes. Maybe he's... So he's just a CEO. Yeah, he's got to be a CEO of... Mm-hmm. Something. So, what's his? What are his? He's the CEO of Buckle Industries, the oh, number one buckle the producer buckles. of the world. He makes the he oh he oh he and he and he he cranks those prices for those buckles. Mm-hmm. Does he? Okay, so he's got um. What's his fighting style in this? <clears throat> oh, he dictates everybody out. Everybody else. So he always has a desk in front of him at all times, no matter mm-hmm. if he's sitting or standing, floating in the air. In the air. Oh, so this mm-hmm. is a good transfer because in, in the original, it was mind control. You could mind control people. With chips, he just, yeah. He just pays people. <laughs> he just throws money at them. It's just money. He just pays His people. powers, he knows how many buckles to get you to do what he wants you to do. That's it. Okay. So buckles are still currency where he's from. So is he from Pilgrim Times then? No, it, yeah. he's from uh, Super Super Future, where super, Buckles super have future. come back around. Buckles have come back it's around. All come, okay. It's all come back. So there's been at least one apocalypse in between us and him, and society has completely re- rebuilt itself by the time we got to him. Uh, okay, and it's a buckle-based economy once more. Okay, who plays mm-hmm. Gideon Graves? Bill Murray. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm into it. Last- Are we going to... Uh, you know, Marvel movie him down a couple of years. No, he's still he's, he's current good. Bill Murray. He's good. I want he's to be current Bill Murray. Um, okay. Now we need the big two. Who is playing Scott and who is playing Ramona? Also, we've fully forgotten about knives in the entire plot. It's okay, Scott did too. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Boom! <laughs> oh, Frank did the thing where he shot your joke out of the air, which means it was a very good joke, I learned. Oh, oh good. It's a very good joke. Um, okay, so who's who's playing Scott? Who is our modern day Michael Sarah? <sighs> besides besides Michael Sarah. Besides Michael Sarah. And I will not accept Jesse Eisenberg. N- no, and I what? No, that would not even be a suggestion. Well, people used to get them confused before, just because they had curly hair. But like, no matter what, no, no matter how, this is not against Jesse Eisenberg. Like, I'm just Michael Sarah is a very believable, like awkward teenager. Yeah. And every role that Jesse Eisenberg has played, you can tell that, like, behind those eyes, he thinks he's better than you. <laughs> I th- and there, you just can't get rid of that. I think he, also, can't play, he can't play anyone meek. I think they looked more similar, but Michael Sarah has become more and more of a bird person as he has aged. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're more discernible now. But, um, so we just need to... Bird people. <laughs> You know, I was going to first suggest Andy Samberg, but a bird person also works. Oh, Andy Samberg could be a very fun Scott Pilgrim, which means he is. And we could say he's 22 still, because in the Pilgrim times, I'm sure people aged a bit rougher. You aged hard. Yeah. That said, Andy Samberg is 40 and looks not 40. People that look like birds. One second. Okay. Uh, Mr. Bean. (laughs) Okay. Oh, Rowan Atkinson. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Who else, Frank? Uh, Google is really not helping me. I'm now getting photoshopped pictures of people that there's look no listicle. Like birds. There's no listicle of top ten actors who look like birds. Here we go. Six actors who look like who look like birds. There we go. Uh, it is trying to get me to play a slideshow. I'm gonna need you to suffer through the slideshow for this. Okay. I kn- Adam Scott. Um, no, I disagree. They've got Adrian a duck Brody. Okay, a duck. Ooh. He could be like a yeah. like a like a a hair. A, like a like a toucan no 
Um, what's the bird I'm thinking of? It's not called a toucan. He's kind of like a flamingo. This, this is a bullshit. I'm closing this. Oh, who was the it next looks like one? a gray parrot. Oh, a gray parrot. Yeah. Um, yeah sorry. I'm, I think it's I found mostly schnoz based. What? Oh, mm-hmm. just nose based. Yeah. So we're just, looking like a bird is pretty much all in the schnoz. It's all in the, the schnoz is what we're calling it. Okay. So who's but who's our Scott Pilgrim? I think we got to go with uh, Andy Samberg wearing a prosthetic beak. That's, so he's just a bird pilgrim. Okay. And and so then who's our Ramona Flowers? Uh, who's a manic pixie dream girl? Is Ramona a manic pixie dream girl? I mean, she's oh, got manic kinda, pixie powers. Yeah. She does. The point of it is that she fills the tropes, but then isn't in the end. Like, yeah, because mm-hmm. she's very like subdued and is like, just leave me alone. Like her thing isn't like I just her thing is I do whatever I want, not because I'm wacky, but because I'm sick of other people telling me what to do. Maybe, maybe I missed the point of this movie. But who should be her? Who could you see wielding a giant hammer where the hammer is made of buckles? Maybe mm. um ah shit uh Naomi Scott the pink the new the new Pink Ranger slash Charlie's Angel okay she's good she's good at the fighting things she could be a Ramona yeah she could rollerblade through snow we got to move on this is a great cast uh let's talk we got to talk plot in our segment called what's going on. So really the only plot I'm concerned about is how does Scott defeat each of these exes? Because in in the original movie, like only a couple of them does he actually defeat in a fight. Uh, otherwise, he kind of tricks tricks them into losing. Like mm. he he tricks uh, Chris Evans into skateboarding too hard down a, down a set of stairs and he explodes. He uh tricks brandon ruth into drinking milk so then he gets his vegan power taken away and then he can headbutt and explode him he only knows how to defeat uh may whitman because ramona helps him and teaches her about her erogenous zones so how does scott beat the pirate the pirate probably just says like there's some booty over there (laughs) they just i mean he could just sword sword buckle fight and then he, he and then he turns around and he just he just clobbers he just clobbers him. him with a buckle right in his but i i want to have a lot i want to have a very high density of booty jokes with with him that make yeah with the pirate yeah okay could it be that he like leads a mutiny against oh, and is like i promise boat. more booty he gets the crew to fight okay that's pretty mm-hmm. good uh and then he so okay is he in the original movie he earns you know coins every time he kills uh, a guy is he earning more and more buckles, becoming more and more powerful with each evil X? No, he's only uh, earning corn okay. until he defeats Gideon. Yeah. And then it's buckles. Okay, yeah. okay. And then it's buckles. That's great. Um, I keep forgetting that Scott is an actual pilgrim dressed like a pilgrim for all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so evil X number two, the caveman, who is a very good actor for caveman times. What does this fight look like? Are they fighting with clubs? I think this should be like a math off. A math off. <laughs> bring also, in the mathletes here's my question does scott travel to their time to fight them or do they come to pilgrim times to fight him oh do we want to travel to many different time periods which would cost a lot of money but uh um, so we should keep this budget down but what if they all travel to him through his head oh they just all pop out of his he head he does have yeah style. yeah fully cooly style okay so <laughs> he beats him at math evil x number three is um the laser buckle player from the far future and he beats them with what 
because he's not a better buckle player, mm. even a little bit. So how's he going to defeat our laser buckle futureman? So we have to give our laser buckle futureman played by played by Tilda Swinton, voiced by played by Tilda Swinton, captured David Bowie voice. We could just get Jermaine Clement doing his David Bowie impression. It's a very good one. That's that is a very good one. So how does he? Oh, defeat- his buddy Jermaine comes in, <laughs> and they have a sound alike. Yeah. Jermaine can be in his band, his buckle band. Oh, Jermaine's in his buckle band. Jermaine's the vocalist of his buckle band. Yes, very yes, good. Yes. Uh, but And Jermaine helps him beat them? Or he just has to fight them both now? Jermaine helps him beat him. Okay, okay. Yeah. They, they go to a David Bowie sounding, sound-alike competition. <laughs> like, this is the next battle of the bands. Only Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Battle of the Pilgrims, it's You Sound Like David Bowie. You Sound Like David Bowie. Great, perfect. Okay. Uh, how does he defeat Ninja Tyra Banks? Does, is this where Ramona has to step in and assist? Uh, do we keep that? I think we should. Okay. Yeah. Just Ramona just kicks some ass with her giant buckle hammer. It's very cool. Uh, how and does he... well, then eventually she teaches Scott how to smize. And what is smizing? It's smiling with your eyes. Oh. And mm. why? That's a very big Tyra Banks thing. Oh, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. This makes sense now. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's how he defeats her with a very good smize that shoots like lasers. Do you get to shoot lasers when you smize successfully? I don't know. I've never no, really seen it myself. It. Okay, we'll leave it up to the. We'll just give that to the VFX team, and they'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah, we'll just fix. We'll fix that one in post. Perfect. Okay, how does Scott defeat the Sprouse twins in their buckle robot? And by that, I mean where does Scott's robot come from? I think this is when they summon it. With their buckle band. Okay, so he... This he, can be like round two. Round two. He summons his... So he is still in a band. I forgot we, we we kept that. So we have not cast his bandmates. I don't care about them other than... No, we have the lead singer as Jermaine. Oh, right, right, right. That buckle band. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then they form, they form an equally large buckle robot. That, and then they have this huge fight. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they drift very well together. And, oh, this is so good. Okay, and then lastly, how does he defeat businessman Gideon Graves? Does he earn money? I mean, does he die does and come he... back like in the original? Did we keep that? I'm fine getting he it get, out. He, he goes bankrupt and then has to come back. Okay, and then, okay, great. And then, so how does he defeat Gideon after he has come back? Does he just, like, wait him out until he runs out of money? Until he runs out of buckles? Like, he's just very good at defensive fighting does he because the original movie scott earns the power of self-respect and that sword is more powerful than gideon's sword and then he wins Mm -hmm. so how does he defeat gideon now who has all the buckle money frank what are you thinking about about this he he buys stock <laughs> okay okay yes oh hostile takeover hostile takeover he because buys all the stock of buckle industries this is a time travel movie so he d- like on his respawn on his way back through he buys a bunch of early stock in gideon graves's company yeah and then by the time he gets to gideon he owns a controlling shareholder <laughs> oh that's good that's very Oh, good. I see you only own 49%. And then Gideon explodes. I own 51. Perfect. Oh, that's very good. All right, that's a movie. We did a movie. Um Okay, last 
last segment, I don't know if I told you about this one, James. I often don't tell our guests about this, not on purpose, just because I forget about it. But the last thing oh, okay. we do, the last thing we do is we we come up with a food and drink pairing for our listeners for when. So when you watch this movie, what's the best food you should eat and flavor of Mountain Dew you should drink while watching this? Oh, you're throwing a wrench in my plan with the flavor of Mountain Dew. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is this so? Is this a Mountain Dew sweetened with actual sugar or whichever like a you corn want? Syrup? You can. It just has to be Mountain Dew based. You can. You can create a new oh. beverage as long as there's Mountain Dew in it. Fine. Then. I'm bringing corn all the way back in. It's going to be a whiskey with Mountain Dew and popcorn. <laughs> just corn, corn, corn. Oh, yeah. that's very good. This is a good reboot. And oh, we didn't make it to. And then also, um, Santa shows up at the end because it is a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie, yeah. Um, oh, we've learned that the true meaning of Christmas is capitalism. Is yeah, is only controlling shares capitalism. and companies. Guys, you know what I seen Santa wearing? A buckle. A buckle. I seen it. Illuminati seen it. confirmed. That dude's got Just a buckle. Like, all right, that's gonna do it for us. Thank you, listeners, so much for listening. We love you so much. If you like the show, please give us a good rating and review on Apple Podcasts and tell all your friends about the show. Uh, James, thank you so much for joining. I hope you had a good time. I know I did. I had a great time. Thank you for having me. James, where can our listeners find you and what you do? Uh, people can find me on the internet at uh, Evil Superpowers. Just on, type that in. It'll pull up tweets, some social media stuff social on the media. tweets, on the Instagrams, on anything. Yeah, Evil Superpowers. You do, some, you do some twitching, I understand? I try to, but I get frustrated with it. Mm-hmm understandable yeah we've had some running i start twitching that. when i have too much coffee yeah uh, okay boomer we've uh we've frank and i have attempted some twitching and it never it never works rebecca was there and she we just never do it right it, rebecca was there both times, both times that it failed. It failed. anyway um so until next time i'm scott owen i'm frank sarah and james we always and i'm james flanagan oh shit look at that james hopping in i'm not even mad at um, James, we always leave the listeners with a password to get into the next episode. So if you could please provide our password. Uh, buckles and corn. Buckles and corn. That's a very good password. You know what we don't talk enough about? Vaginas. <gasps> yes, I have so many questions. I have so many questions. Like, what is this and why would I want to put it there? I don't know. We should bring somebody in to talk about that. Why does it look that way? <sighs> Let me look that up real quick. Do you know, do you ever, like, touch it? I, I mean, yeah, but like, can I touch it? Should you touch it? Oh my god, please, let's find out together. Yes, come take a stroll with us down Petticoat Lane.